Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title, I Want to Live, during our 2022 Watch Night service. We're glad you're here. Good evening, Mount Zion. My name is Monique, and I will be be delivering the Watch Night service scripture. We'll be coming from Luke 8, 40 through 56. And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had only one daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay a-dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. And a woman, having an issue of blood, 12 years, which had spent all of her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately, her issue of blood staunched. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng you and press thee and sayest thou who touched me? And Jesus said, somebody hath touched me for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, She came trembling and falling down before him, and she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace. While he yet spake, There cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead. Thou trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, weep not. She is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed at him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straight away. And he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. Happy New Year's, Mount Zion. This has been your scripture. Tonight, I want to preach from the topic, I want to live. I want to live. As I was preparing for the new year and praying what God had for the church in 2023. 
the Lord gave me one word, live. One word, live. There was a university professor who told a story of being invited to speak at a military base in December and making and meeting an unforgettable soldier named Ralph. Ralph had been sent to pick him up from the airport and after he had introduced himself, uh, they headed down the, to baggage claim and as they walked down the concourse, Ralph simply just kept disappearing. Once to help an elderly woman whose suitcase had fallen open, again to lift up two toddlers to see Santa Claus, and then to give someone directions who was lost. Each time he came back with a big smile on his face. Where did you learn that, the professor asked. Do what, Ralph said, to be so helpful and considerate to others. Ralph said, during war, I guess. Then he told the professor about his tour of duty in Vietnam, about how it was his job to clear minefields, and how he watched his friends blow up before his very eyes, one after another. I learned to live life between steps. I never knew whether the next one would be my last one. So I learned to get everything I could out of the moment between when I picked my foot up and when I put it back down. Every step I took was a whole new world, and I guess I've been that way ever since. You see, a grace-filled life is a life lived between the steps. For many of us, we feel as if all year long we have been clearing minefields. We've been trying to dodge the mine of COVID. We've isolated ourselves to our homes and have changed how we interact with people if we interact with them at all. We've tried to avoid the mine of inflation. Rent has gone up. Gas is at an all-time high. Groceries sometimes seem unbearable. Hopes of buying a new home or a new car seem deflating due to the interest rates being so much higher than previous years. We've tried to prevent ourselves from stepping on the mind of self, low self-esteem or depression and anxiety and mental distress and isolations. We have focused on not landing on the mind of divorce. All year long, it seemed as if our marriage is about to explode. You had to deal with some minds of disobedient children, disrespectful co-workers, and disgruntled neighbors. We've tried hard to avoid the mind of fear and doubt that causes us not to trust God to do exceedingly abundantly and above all we can think or even imagine. You've given your all to eat right and exercise to avoid the mind of sickness, trying to avoid the mind of cancer and diabetes and heart disease. And as we all attempt to avoid and dodge these various minds, God gave me one word for tonight live. 
live with Christ as centered over your life. Live with a praise on your lips and love in your heart. Live, laugh, and learn how to let go. Live inspired and motivated. Live free and victorious. Live in moments of uncertainty and fear. Live committed to the will of God. Live with the joy of the Lord. Live through the pain and the hurt. Live when loved ones die. Live brave, brave and bold. Live out loud. Live courageous and fearless. Live on the edge without fear of what might happen. Live in prosperity. Live with the words of David. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Live life to the fullest no matter what is going on. Be like the sick woman and the dead girl in the text. Live. 2022 was battle no matter who you were. Many of us feel the wound and the bleeding of this last year. Inflation made money tighter than it already was. Mass shootings all over the nation put us in a panic. We lost loved ones to death, fights, and falling out. Suicide rates increased. We are still in a season where lungs are not safe. RSV, COVID, and the flu are ganging up on innocent people. All of this and so much more. Some situations feel like massive, traumatic blood loss, while others feel like a more subtle, slow leak depression and anxiety continue to increase. Friendships and relationships slowly fell apart. Overworked and underappreciated folk battled fatigue. People felt lost and questioned their purpose or if they even had one at all. Some of us didn't see the signs but found ourselves feeling like we had nothing left to give. We have all felt depleted of life one way or another. Yeah. Oh, but here in the text, we find desperate, depleted people seeking Jesus for hope and for healing. Yeah. Two people who want to live when life seems to have other plans for them. We see that those situations call of life cause pain for the people. Their healing came from Jesus. Yeah. Though dead situations arose, Jesus stepped in and offered life. So our relevant question of the text of, of today is how should we live in 2023? Well, if we're going to live in 2023, we have to be like Jairus in the text. Jairus was desperate to see Jesus. Jairus was the preceding elder of the synagogue. His position made him one of the most prominent men in the congregation. So here we see a man with a high social position of prestige and power, but also a man who had a desperate need for the Lord. Can I tell you, you will never become so powerful, so popular, rise so high that problems and troubles cannot reach you. For no one has been exempt from the troubles of this world. Jairus sought out 
to find Jesus for himself. At this time, Jesus is not known as the Christ or considered as the Savior, but he's only known as a man who is able to conduct miracles. Can you picture Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, knee bent in the dirt, begging Jesus to come to his house? Can you imagine the criticism and the insults he would face from the members of the community for bowing to another man? But he determines his miracle is not for him him but it's for his daughter and it means more to me his daughter means more to him than his status in the community and desperate needs require desperate measures he has enough faith to believe Jesus has enough power just in his touch he says if you just lay your hand on her then she would live Jairus believed Jesus could without ever asking if he would I wish I had a witness he believed he was able before he said I'm available so I'm here to tell somebody you better learn how to be desperate for Jesus I'm going to do whatever it takes just to get his attention. I know we can't run up on Jesus in the street like Jairus did, but when I need him, I'm going to pray until I hear from him. When I need him, I'm going to commit myself to daily devotion and meditation. When I need him, I'm going to learn how to get my journal and write little notes to him. I'm going to sing songs. Uh, Father, I stretch my hand to thee, no other help I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, tell me where shall I go? I'm going to commit myself to fasting and praying that I may clear the clutter and hear the voice of God. I'm desperate for Jesus. I'm in need of a blessing that only Jesus can give. Not only was Jairus desperate, but the woman was also desperate to see Jesus. We find this nameless woman in the text. And she doesn't have a name, but we know that she has been bleeding for 12 years. Yeah. And she went to multiple doctors looking for someone who can heal her. And we don't know if she was wealthy, but by the time she enters the text, we know that all her resources was gone, all her money was spent, and she had nothing left. And I could imagine her going from doctor to doctor, hoping that this next time would be the last time trying again and trying again, getting her hopes up because she desperately needed a healing. Now, we know what it's like to be desperate. We can be desperate for attention from that special person. We can be desperate for money. We can be desperate for love. We can be desperate for a second chance at life. See, desperation will make us try harder and sacrifice more. We can find ourselves in some dangerous and peculiar situations if we are desperate. And if we are desperate enough, we will do anything to get what we are looking for. We're willing to try the shallow, the despicable, the quick fixes, and the things that we said we would never do out of our desperation. Yes, this woman in the text was desperate, but she pointed her desperation towards Jesus. Yeah. 
I don't know what your desperation is during this moment, but I encourage you to be desperate for Jesus. I don't know what your problem is, but I know he's the answer. I may not know the how, but I came to tell you today that I know the who. If you are desperate, you might as well point it towards him. I don't know what he has in store for you, but I know that he is able, and I know that he's a man of his word. I know that he'll keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. I know he'll supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. I know that he's a very present help in a time of trouble. I know he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think. I know that he can do anything but fail. In your desperation, you ought to be desperate for Jesus. Because it's in him where we find our lasting solutions. It's in him where we find our comfort. And it's in him where we find our peace. So... We're going to live in 2023, we're going to be desperate for Jesus, but then two, we are going to press our way to him. Now, we know that this crowd is large, surrounding Jesus, and it's moving. We know that it's chaotic, and we don't know exactly how she got to Jesus, but we know that she did what she had to do to get there. Matthew tells us that it was her goal to touch the hem of his garment, and we see that she achieved her goal. She pressed on even though her situation made it harder for her. She pressed on even though there were other people there for their own reasons trying to get other things from Jesus. She pressed on even though those other times that she tried it didn't work. She pressed on. Now we can learn from this woman's resilience and we need to keep on pressing towards Jesus. Somebody say keep pressing. You might feel a tremble in your knees but keep pressing. You might be afraid and unsure, but keep pressing. You might feel like you're on your last bit of hope, but keep pressing. You might be grieving and struggling, but keep pressing. Your other attempts might not have worked, but keep pressing. It might not feel good sometimes, but keep pressing. Other people might not understand what you're doing, but keep pressing. You might feel like you're crawling to Jesus instead of walking, but keep pressing. Press your way on to Jesus and only towards Jesus because our blessings come from him. Our healing comes from him. Our deliverance comes from him. Our salvation comes from him. Keep pressing even though it hurts sometimes. Keep pressing towards him because the solutions come from him. Now because this woman pressed, Her healing came immediately. A reward awaited her at the end of her pressing. Immediately, she was healed. Immediately, all the pain she had endured was over. Immediately, all her hard work paid off. She didn't have to wait three to five business days. The text says, immediately. Amazon Prime might be able to get you the next day, but my God can deliver immediately. He didn't tell her to come back another time. He didn't tell her she had to book an appointment. Her healing came immediately. Now those old saints would say, he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. Thanks be to God that I serve a God who will show up and show out for me. I'm grateful that Jesus has power to make radical change in my life immediately. Pressing towards Jesus is never a blank mission. He's worth pressing towards because he's just that kind of God. So we got to be desperate for Jesus. We got to press our way to Jesus. Third, we have to have faith in the process. Work with me here, work with me here. So the woman was healed immediately, but that's not where her story ends. There was this large, thrusting crowd, all wanting to be with Jesus. And he stops the show and asks, who touched me? 
I imagine that this crowd, loud, chaotic, went silent. And everybody looking around, because they want to know who touched them. Now the woman, she clearly didn't want to make a scene. She didn't want to draw attention to herself, yet here she is. After receiving her healing in private, she ended up needing to tell the entire crowd about her womanly business. She was afraid, but she still testified about what Jesus had done for her. She had faith in the process. Now she had faith that uh, an encounter would heal her, but I'm sure she had no idea just how the situation was gonna play out. She had faith in the process and declared what an encounter with Jesus had done for her. Because she spoke up, others were able to hear the goodness of God. Because she spoke up, others knew that the healer was close, and that meant that healing could be close also. When you have faith in the process, you give God room to not only work in you, but work through you. She got her healing, and God got the glory. If she didn't come trembling to speak up, we might have never known about her healing. If she didn't come trembling to speak up, Jairus would not have heard what would have gave him faith to continue on and trust and only believe in Jesus. You have to have faith in the process and let the process be what it needs to be. Now, after she gave God the glory, Jesus says, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. It was her faith that made her whole. Now, I can't think of a better compliment. When I'm dead and gone, That's what I want people to say about me. That I had faith in Jesus and it made me whole. Jesus said that he came to give life and life more abundantly. It was always his mission to make us whole. Since faith in Jesus can make me whole, I'm going into 2023 with wholehearted faith. Somebody say wholehearted faith. I'm going with wholehearted faith. It's wholehearted faith that makes you whole. I might feel like my life is broken into pieces, but I got wholehearted faith. Relationships might feel like they're falling apart, but I got wholehearted faith. I might only have half the rent right now, but I got wholehearted faith. I might feel like life has shattered me, but I got wholehearted faith. I might be searching for peace while I'm in pieces, but I got wholehearted faith. I got wholehearted faith and I'm trusting Jesus all of the way. Just like this woman that had faith in the process, Jairus also had faith in the process. Can you see this man now? He's standing before Jesus, waiting for Jesus to walk with him. Jesus has agreed to go to his house, but he experienced an unexpected delay. Jairus must have thought, why are we stopping? My daughter is dying. You're wondering who touched you in this large crowd of people. Who is this woman? Why are we paying attention to her when my daughter is on the verge of death? And sometimes God allows delays in our life to become demonstrations of his power. Jesus demonstrates his power. 
by allowing the woman to testify about her healing. Jesus allows Jairus to witness a miracle before he experienced one himself. And after Jairus witnessed the power of Jesus, someone comes and tells him, your daughter is dead. Leave the master alone. And Jesus looks at Jairus and says, don't be afraid, only believe. Can you see it? Can you see in this moment now, Jesus standing there with Jairus, a messenger come running up to him saying, leave the master alone. Your daughter is dead. Jesus pays no attention to what the messenger says. He looks at Jairus and tell him, keep on believing why you came to me in the first place. Because you thought I was just going to heal your daughter. I wish I had a witness. But I came to show you I'm going to resurrect your daughter. And some of us, we're going to Jesus with some problems uh, that we think he can ha can't handle. But Jesus said, I'm going to do something greater than what you asked me to do. I wish I had a witness here. Jesus understands that the only thing that can combat Fear is faith because faith is knowing that God is able to do it without seeing God do it. Let me say that one more time. Faith is knowing that God is able to do it without seeing God do it. That's why the writer in Hebrews suggests faith is the substance of things hoped for and it is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the bucket of power lowered by the rope of prayer into the well of God's abundance. What we bring up depends on how big the bucket we send down. And I don't know about you tonight, but I got a great big faith. I believe God can do the impossible. I, I'm expecting God to do miracles. I'm looking for God to do something great. You have to have faith in the process. Yeah, yeah, Jesus tells Jairus, don't be afraid, only believe. Jairus could have said, just, just forget about it. If you have not delayed getting to my daughter with this woman, my daughter will still be alive. But Jesus tells him, have faith. Believe. And watch this. And he continued to walk with Jesus. I've learned, my brothers and sisters, that no matter what happens in life, keep walking with him. Can you imagine that Jairus, he recognized that faith has a process. His daughter is dead, but he's still walking with Jesus. Can you imagine the tears that's flowing from his eyes? Can you imagine the heartbreak he's experienced? His daughter is dead, but he's still walking with Jesus. Is there anybody in the building that can testify? I got some dead stuff in my life but I'm still I'm walking with him. I got dead relationships. I wish I had a witness here. Dead, dead job, dead problems in my life. But no matter what, I must continue to walk with Jesus. If you want to live, walk with him. I wish I had a witness here. If you want to live tonight, if you want to live in 2023, make sure you walk with Jesus. Have faith to walk with him. When you don't know what he's going to do, walk with him. When you don't know how he's going to turn it around, 
walk with him. When you don't know how he's going to change the situation, walk with him. Because when you learn how to just walk with Jesus, he'll take you where he'll keep you. Live in 2023. We're going to live in 2023. We must be desperate for Jesus. We must press our way towards Jesus. We must have faith in the process. But then Jesus shows us something else. You must evaluate your circle of friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know, I know every year we get to the end of the year and I see it all on Facebook that I'm getting rid of all of my toxic friends. If you have to do it every year, may suggest you may be the one. Wish I had a witness. The text says that while the people were weeping and wailing loudly uh, because of the dead girl, Jesus tells all of them, get out. Yes, I, I, and, I, and I, I don't think Jesus was offended by the crying. He was offended by the lack of faith. So as you navigate this new year, surround yourself with some people who can believe that Jesus can provide life to dead situations. I know, I know, I know, no, I know, I know, I know, I know we all, we need some friends that know how to turn things out, turn the party out. I wish I had a witness. Don't look at me like that. You need some friends that you can hang out with and have a good time with. Have I got a witness here? You, you need that friend that, that, that won't leave you alone when you're down. They keep calling you, knock on your door, come see you and check on you. You need some friends like that. You, you need those friends that um, know how to fight. Amen. You need a friend that know how to fight because you might get in some trouble, but you need that friend that won't run when trouble comes. But most importantly in 2023, make sure you got a friend that has enough faith to get a prayer through. I wish I had a witness here. Make sure you got a friend that know how to pray and call on the name of God. And when you kill it, feel that's here, you can't pray for yourself. Make sure you got a friend that'll sit down with you and tell you, I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to talk about you, but I'm going to pray with you. Make sure you got a friend that when you can't come to church, they'll come in your living room, pull up church on their phone, and y'all have the sanctuary in your living room. Surround yourself with some faithful friends. Be desperate for Jesus. Press your way towards Jesus. Have faith in the process. Evaluate your circle of friends. And finally, if we're going to make it or live in 2023, make sure you hold on to the hand of Jesus. Make sure you hold on to the hand of Jesus. When, when he put them out, the Bible says he took the girl by her hand. Let me say that one more time. When he put them out, he took the girl by the hand and he told her, arise. And her spirit went back in her and immediately she got up. That's that word immediately again. It came, it came again in the text. He, he says, he took her by the hand. Her spirit came back in her. And immediately, 
she arose. If you're going to live in 2023, make sure you hold on to God's hand. Now, initially, when I looked at this, I wanted to say the little girl held on to his hand. But it wasn't the little girl holding on to his hand that she lived. It's because of Jairus holding his hand. Have I got a witness here? I feel all right now. It's because of Jairus still believing. Even after receiving bad news that he held on to his hand. I wish I had a witness here. Can I, can I tell you, there's going to be some moments in 2023 where you're not going to know where your help is going to come from. Where you may not know where your next blessing may come from. But if you learn how to hold on to God's hand, Jesus has a way of putting life in dead situations. Have I got a witness in the building tonight that can testify I'm going to hold on to God's unchanging hands. One day a father was walking with his young son on a cold winter day. And as they came on an icy spot, the father told the boy, hold on to my hand. The little boy said, Daddy, my hands are cold. I'm going to keep my hands in my pocket. But as he said, pocket, he fell. Daddy lifted him up, and Daddy said, uh, little boy, hold on to my hand. He said, no, Daddy, I'll hold on to your coattail because I'm a big boy, and I can walk uh, all by myself. But just when he said self, he fell again. And next time the father picked him up, he said, Daddy, I'm going to hold on to your hand. Because as long as I'm holding your hand, you'll hold on to my hand. And I'm here to tell somebody there'll be some slippery places in 2023. There'll be some slippery conditions in 2023. But if you're going to live, you better learn to hold on to God's hand. Have I got one witness here? I'm finished, but let me get tell you this. The woman had the issue of blood for 12 years. Jairus' daughter was 12 years old. The year of 2022 had 12 months in it. But in this moment, I declare and I decree, just like Jesus did for them, he wants you to live. Had 12 years issue of blood. 12 years the girl been alive 12 months we made it through have I got one witness that can tell God thank you that we made it through another year 12 more months he kept us on earth we made it through another year because we can testify millions didn't 
make it, but I'm one of the ones who did. Have I got one witness that could testify? I'm glad to be here. And if it had not been for the blood of Jesus, if it had not been for God holding my hand, I would have failed a long time ago. But he kept me. Have I got one witness? He kept me. Yeah, he kept me. Kept me one more year. Is there anybody that can get excited? You made it one more year. God kept your mind. God kept your body. God kept your life. God wanted you to live. Can I tell you? God wanted you to live. How do you know, preacher? Well, the Bible said, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Jesus came down 40 and two generations. He wanted you to live. He gave sight to the blind. He gave hope to the hopeless. He gave strength to the weak. He wanted you to live. He gave healing to the sick. He gave speaking to the dumb. He gave hearing to the deaf. He wanted you to live. Gave his hands to a nail. Gave his back to a tree. Gave his side to a spear. Gave his head to a crown of thorns. Gave salvation to a thief. Gave his mother to John. Gave forgiveness to the crowd. And he died on the old rugged cross. Gave his body to a grave. But early Sunday morning he got up and gave you life is there anybody that could testify I'm living my life I'm gonna live the best life I'm gonna live a good life all because he got up I want to live want to live. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.